fire tribe, where you at? I hope you're ready, rising from the ashes and it's getting heavy Conspiracies, we got plenty and some are scary From aliens to Bigfoot, extraordinary, yeah, yeah Danunaki Dan and the homie Romy I was bugging out, all the crazy things he showed me Jesus bloodlines to the stars in the skies Always a good time, vibing with the fire tribe, hey So wake up, wake up, get it cracking Rise out the ashes, I know you got a passion Kick off the combo with theories, many conspiracies Other dimensions, plenty ancient history Fire tribe, where you at, wake up we about to get into it, I know you can't get enough At home, at work, it don't matter, turn it up Rising from the ashes, you know what's up, ayy uh, Rising from the ashes Hey everybody, what's up Fire Tribe, it is the homie Romy um, giving you guys a little bonus episode, something that we would normally put out on our Patreon, but um, as it goes, the world flows, and we are in Mercury Gatorade. You absolutely have to love it, right? And so we figured we'd hook you guys up with a little extra bonus content. You know, this month is already going so good. We've got so many extra listeners, people joining the Telegram, and even one new awesome Patreon member. You know who you are. Thank you so much. And everybody, it's only three bucks. You might as well go join. We put a lot of great extra stuff out there that isn't on our main feed. So if you love our main feed, you already know what's popping off in the Patreon. Chill beats to go along with awesome interviews, just like this one today. So a few weeks back, I organized a deoculting demystification with a great crew, weavers, um, to kind of like demystify the world of Oz with a few of our really good buddies. The unfortunate thing that happened was there was a few of the people's audio that that burnt out, I guess, after the end of the recording. I'm not sure what our um, interface did with them, but when I got the audio finally done, I just realized it was only Andreas's audio. And so I decided to do something with it. You know, everything is, you know, works out perfectly in the universal the divine timing. And, uh, and yeah, so I think there's enough juice in this, you know, it's over an hour long of just, of just Andreas going. And if you guys know Andreas, you know him is to love him. We do here at RFTA. I sent him the episode. He loves it. And so I'm posting it here. Um, it's got a really chill vibe. You guys are going to love it. Uh, you know, it starts off with some drums and it goes into synth and it goes into Andreas really giving his background and understanding of it. He grew up with the entire book series that his mom got him from the Frank L. Baum Oz. And, you know, not a lot of people even really knew that there was more than the movie, let alone an entire multi-series of books, comic books from Marvel. There was plays. There was a Disney remake in 1985 that'll blow your cat back. There was a, a movie in the 50s. Like, what? Like, there's so many things. It's one of the longest prolonged writings of American history, in my opinion. And Frank Obama's a theosophist who studied under... Adam Velasky, heyo. Um, so, I know you guys are really gonna love this and enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed making it, so I really hope you guys enjoy. And uh, yeah, I really hope you guys are having a great day. Uh, here we go.
wake, wake up. That's also important to understand why he picked the name Oz. Mo is the move. We need to take over Oz. Oz could pretty much be in America like the mist of Avalon. He's druidic. He's interested in druidic theosophy. So he had this idea of the mist of Avalon, this hidden Oz that was kind of in between the radio channels. There's another big thing in 1890 the idea that there was interdimensional, intraradial um, frequencies that we were existing upon. Weirder. 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 At the time, in the 1800s, 1700s, people believed that humans were from different kinds of animals. Or he didn't die, he ended up in one. We need to take over Oz. Because Oz is run by this, macho, this machismo scarecrow. But the tree of life on either side, because you're the hanged man and the fool that's standing on the cliff. She's most characterized as most characteristic. The two pillars could also be referred to the birds, you know, in like the double headed phoenix of the Scottish Rite, and this idea that Oz has to be, you know, I mean, because again, Disney right after that, uh, they, you know, <laughs> they took them out. So, so the main character is Toto. Toto is a Karn Terrier. Terrier, Tartaria, the Terra, like the navigator of the world. If you can make monoatomic world is blue or purple or whatever, you know, it just depends on the size of the molecule. What happened to Disney right after that? Uh, they, you know, <laughs> they took them out. Not just the history, but also the contemporary. Like who runs things now? Apparently, the Gates of Coastal Society is pretty important to today. So it was really important to me to make sure that David Plate was here because I know he's 
He's one of my uh, human computers. He's my human abacus on anything that we're doing numerologically, or you know, if we're trying to decrypt something, we need a, a real decryption done. Hey, thanks, 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 thanks. Toto's in charge. Toto's this main character of the entire Oz. It's all about Toto. It's all about Toto. I love it. Oh, that's super brutal. Well, I always start before the beginning because when the beginning hits, you want to be ready for it. But I guess Chittenango, New York is where Baum is born. His father was an oil driller, made a bunch of money. He was therefore connected in that young Indiana Jones way to reading, you know, connected with these libraries. And looking at the history of New York was also very interesting, looking at what was going on in the East Coast, looking at New Amsterdam and the history of the Star Fort. Um, there's a place in New York called Oswald or, you know, something to the effect that was the Fort Ontario. I think, is that right? Is it, is it uh, yeah, Oswego, Oswego, uh, New York. And that's where Fort Ontario was. And, you know, the Wall Streets uh, were part of the New York uh, Star Fort. Then the Oswego Fort was Fort Ontario. They're all star forts, which is the Tartarian thing. So looking at this idea of lost lands, lost histories, and velocity and the Theosophical Society, we're looking at lost lands, lost histories. Here's a guy who puts out a series of books about a place. And again, the very first book, it's not so big. It's just that Oz could pretty much be in America, like the mists of Avalon. He's druidic. He was interested in druidic theosophy. So he had this idea of the mists of Avalon, this hidden Oz that was kind of in between the radio channels, if you which is another big thing in the 1890s, this idea that there was intradimensional or intraradial um, frequencies that we were existing on. And, you know, then I think that's also important to understand why he picked the name Oz. Uh, you know, maybe David, you want to like get in on that? Yeah, we're talking about Heliopolis because it's the sun city, right? And so they've replaced, uh, hor they've replaced forest with rock in the, the second uh, series dynasty. But originally it's a goddess, this is what the story is, it's Anuit. And Anuit was important because she births the suns every night, or every day. Yeah. <laughs> but but there's this idea of the femininity that, that's very important in Oz, obviously. I mean, so if you read um, Ozma of Oz, Marvelous Land of Oz, or some of the later series, there's the story of Gillen, um, is it Gillikin? And Gillikin is this boy who's looking and he finds, you know, Moby's uh, this this uh, witch who's got him and he goes to the, over the land of Ix and eventually he's trying to find Ozma, finds out he is Ozma, right? And in between he's meeting these feminists because uh, Baum's grandmother was a suffragette, his wife was a major uh, feminist at the time of suffragette and he himself was a suffragette. But you have Gillikin who's meeting these feminists who are saying, we need to take over Oz. Because Oz is run by this, this machismo scarecrow and the chauvinistic Tin Man. And they're old and they're tired and there's too much peace. And we can take it from them. And so the women are coming and there's a good, uh, there's a good movie version of that. I think it's The Marvelous Land of Oz. It's really a play from the 80s in Minneapolis. But it's the best you're gonna find. It's the pilot, right? And they and they wait wait, but in the in the 50s one, so that's the pilot for the show that didn't get made. So Walt Disney's, yeah. 
That was it. <laughs> yeah. The cake is like this tower of Babel that they spiral up. Right, right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's interesting that's related interesting to the Disney one. The, 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 the lion has too much courage now, and so he's beyond brave, and he's the strength of Oz, and he's evil. And so the, you have this... The two pillars could also be referred to the birds, you know, in like the double-headed phoenix of the Scottish Rite, and this idea that Oz has to be... You know, I mean, because again, what happened to Disney right after that? Uh, they, you know, he, <laughs> they took him out. So uh, before we jump too far, I just wanted to make the link because I feel like David will be able to, to, to jump this segue like a car in Grand Theft Auto. But this, the dog that Toto is, and by the way, Toto is the most important. Toto is the main character of Oz and does not go through the alchemical change. When they get into Oz, they realize that they aren't magically changed in any way. And in fact, it's not until like book eight or something you find out that the, the Toto could talk the whole time. And outside of Oz could talk, just doesn't do it. Like, why would they? So, so the main character is Toto. Toto is a Karn Terrier. Terrier, Tartaria, the Terra, like the navigator of the world. But also Karn is... It could be, it could be. He had a war, he had a, once, a, once a terror like Putin White House, there was a war on terror in the house, but. Yeah, 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 that's a brutal one. And, but, so let's do also, Karn is the name of the place where Megalith and the Celtic word for Megalith as well, but they also use shaman in certain things. Um, and if you look at some of the location of Karn in, I think Scotland, these are the monoliths you find, David. Look at this. Have you seen big, tall, black monoliths like the Kubrick film before? Because that's what you get. And so it's interesting that Toto is the monolith in so many ways, I believe. Yeah. Well, no, we're going on, we're not going on vanity, we're going on symmetry, right? Because who's the fairest one of them all? It's the symmetry. She happens to be the most symmetrical. That is in the laws of the Church of Satan. Symmetry and aesthetics is one of the laws, right? So it's... Yeah, and her name, her name is, her name Dorothy comes from Doron Theos, right? Which is gift of God. It's a, it's a sophist uh, term, an agnostic uh, term, you know? And so again, with the feminine deity thing, but there's also a lot of evil in this is an interesting thing he does because he's showing like in a world run by women, it still has problems. Um, and But also that the boy has to do this alchemical transformation to become the woman. It's one of the first trans uh, characters really is the Skilliken kid. And that's, but that's the polarity of the magician because the magician of Oz has the magical power of illusion. And illusion is not necessary ever to real magical people in this druidic Avalon mystical world. And again, Mo is the Moo. So they've taken that idea of the two pillars and they've bound them to make Lemuria into Mo. But they have this kingdom where they've completely, you know, you know the, the destruction of vows is not just, I mean, it, it is a joke, but it's hilarious. It's a great joke to look into the, the, the pun of. But they, this idea that Oz has no illusions because they just perform real magic, except for every major character, like the Frogman is a really important character because he's able to present himself as a very wise and all-knowing character. He knows everybody, he just wears good clothes, wears, he dresses appropriately to be trusted. 
And so illusions go really well in Oz because people are very naive in Oz because unless you have magic and use it, it's like a gun, you know? So the, the magician shows up and he's able to use his illusion to take over this kingdom, which is a queendom. And the queen has been disposed because there's all of these matriarchs that are in insufferable battles with each other. And all of Oz has been completely sh you know, shattered because of this. The main uh, power in Oz at this point is the Gnome King, who's living in this sort of like subterranean Tartar, Tartar, Tartarus in, um, in uh, under the land of Ix, right? So, I mean, and, and as the books progress, more and more of these lands are exposed. But originally, again, this could have just all been happening in Kansas, right? We're not in Kansas. That's really where the Emerald City makes the most sense because Absolutely, and the silver slippers are becoming ruby because people were disgusted with silver at that point, which is interesting when you think about how silver was abused for that point. There's 20 Oz movies before the main one, the first one that we think of. Exactly, and the, the Blavatskian idea that there was a color, a blue that was not seen, and you look at stories from uh, Homer's Odyssey, we think the wine-colored seas, mustard skies, because they couldn't see blue. I have a copy of Bluebird. If you type up MK Bluebird, you'll find the same thing, but with me talking over it, but you just turn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a Bluebird in Oz, but I know that there are bird characters, and there's, you know, birds that eat the bugs, and there's all sorts of things. But the main thing is the connection to the Blavatsky and the, 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 the short story idea that they're opening up a new color, a new, a new uh, perception of reality. The movie, one of the main things the movie did though, was it has this very contemporary to the time psychology, neuro, neuro, neurological, uh, every character's quantum psychology. Every, every character is part of the problem inside of your own dream. Everything is a representation of yourself. So, you know, it's not, she's using the picture of the, the, the witch based on this lady who's oppressed her dog. Again, the dog is again the main character, but she's trying to be loyal to this dog. And the, the witch is then the embodiment of her own uh, distrust of the, the two pillars and her ability to you know follow. So again, this idea of the straight and narrow on this brick, brick road, you know, to follow this path to the end of his omega point and destiny. And as the progression goes on, she realizes that all of the characters who are parts of herself don't have realize that they have the the thing that they're they're afraid of you know they think that they don't have brains but they don't really need brains because the illusion that the magician shows them is that everyone will think they have brains because they have a diploma you know and they don't need to be uh strong because they have been uh, given a medal you know so their bravery all of these things are supplemented by illusion and the illusion compensates enough that they're able to continue to live in their life. They wake up again, and then they go on living in Kansas. And that's not the way the books are designed. The books move it into this idea that, you see this in the, the later movies as well, like The Return to Oz. Um, she's having nightmares, she can't adjust. She can't adjust back to her society. It's like she's aware of her ingrained thetans, and she has to get a... Right. But again, who's in front of the, the scarecrow? It's Toto sitting and standing in front. And it, there's also a thing with different kinds of dogs with leaders. I think we we're talking about, you know, we the joke about Bush, but around um, around the world, what kind of dog you have as a royal, it tells a lot. You know, if you have a the Order of the Pug was the Catholic Freemason uh, uh, aligned groups of Irish. And if you look at um, what's that movie? 
Kingsman, all the Kingsman movies with the British agents, they're, they have pugs, it's a thing. And you know, a lot of celebrities connected to the pug, Robin Williams. Egyptian blue. Egyptian blue is green. Also, it's a turquoise green kind of color. But also, so let's remember that green is just the color of the whole theme. It's not just good or bad, it's both. Because there's the Emerald City, and everybody loves the Emerald City. So the Emerald City shows that the difference is between aesthetics and symmetry, really. Because what is Emerald? Emerald is a, uh, well, it's vanadium inside a barrel. Can I, I'll share a stream. So, yeah, so we get into the Emerald and the Ire and Ireland and the Celts and, you know, the, the Druids and etc. So one of the things they really love about Beryl is Vanadium. Vanadium is a uh, very common, well, commonly found in uh, Kansas material. It's the 23rd atomic element. And yeah, as we were talking about 22 earlier, 0, 22, 23, there's 23 is always everywhere. But if you, if you, if you look into the spectral lines, you find it's on the very edge into the, the warm spectrum. And it was discovered uh, because of this, uh, this underground explosion that happened because of the Spanish Armada that was looking at Alexander Humboldt, who was also along the coast. There's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting connections to, you know, the vanadium uh, used, the vanadium steel was used in the first Model Ts. You know, there's, there's a lot of things about why Kansas City was so important because it's on top of the old emerald and vanadium deposits. It's also today where Google's fiber, you know, Kansas City is split in half, which lets you know immediately that there was like a war there at some point and, and they divided it on the state line on purpose. And they've just, they built this new, uh, over the sandstorms and the dunes and everything that have happened, the dust bowl that happened, they have the 10, the gigabit fiber, the, the 10 times faster Yeah, and the Dust Bowl refers to the destruction of the Old West. Now, um, he was a racist, uh, Baum, and he, you know he, his family's apologized for it, but he was against the American Indians and advocated for literally their like, genocide to have them removed, like completely insane. And his, his whole thing was like, well, there is a danger to the progress, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he had looked at Rosicrucian and Freemasonic doctrines that associated the Tartars with the Native Americans and the Scythians and decided that they were, they needed to be wiped out. They need to be removed. No, I think they, I think they're openly admit that he financed purchasing books, was an associate with this Allison Foster Bailey. But the thing was that his idea of social Darwinism might have outweighed his ideas about, I forget what you call, um, believing in different, uh, genome origin and gene flows. This idea of multiple hominids, right? Yeah, it seems it's... But again, he was in like Kansas and it must have been crazy in Kansas to be attacked by some people who lived there for hundreds of generations or something. So he probably was thinking, hey, you know, these, even if they are my brother, like they're the brothers that have to go because we're now building this new world order that'll lead to the next race which will be Power Rangers.
but it's but it's also rad because they're building because remember Helena Helena Velosky there should have been a young Indiana Jones show about her as a teenage girl. Like we need to have a show about her starting her program because at the same time that everyone else is saying we're gonna have racism and everything, she's saying actually there's a spiritual thing that's united everybody. And then a bunch of people around her all start doing these crazy evil things. So is it really that she's bad, or is it just that everyone who listened to her did she just fuel the wrong the wrong sort? Yeah, I'm curious. I feel. You gotta also remember, Aleister Crowley's another one of those guys where when he was 19 was very different than when he was 39, you know? Like when he first started and he was in school and he was reading books, he had some really interesting ideas, but by the end of his, you know, drug spurt, yeah, I think, you know, we could all say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it shows yeah, you the yeah, choice, yeah, it shows yeah, you the yeah, choice, yeah, it shows you the choice. I believed it all my life, but then you started to see all the things about, you know, there was like union reps in the back and it was this was the ladder, I think. David. Oh, right. Oh, I, I think I was thinking about, um, okay, wait, a second ago, Wizard of Oz. What did you just cover? I just lost it because we got it. The rabbit hole. Just before the Carrie Fisher rabbit hole opened, it was the the witch, and eh, we'll get back to it. Oh, that's it. Helena, Helena, that's it. Dorothy is the gift, it's Helena. This is the young, so Wizard of Oz is the young Indiana Jones equivalent to the life of Helena Velosky. And so she's, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> I feel like that's what it is. And you see her, that's what she's supposed to look like. She's this young person who's coming into the world. And this idea that the, the, the new gift is to become the witch of the South. And the South is where Blavatsky says the new race will emerge, which will power it. So is Glinda. Glinda is also a witch and has all the power, but she only does perfectly, you know, pretty looking things.
I'm just saying when Dorothy touches the monolith, I mean Toto, that's when she clicks her heels, so. No, she was talking about Baja California, I think. She said that there would be, an, like, so basically, everyone today already believes in Blavatsky evolution theory because at the time, in the 1800s, 1700s, people believed that humans were from different kinds of animals, essentially, which is, yeah, well, even weirder. I mean, it, it, again, it, there were a lot of misguided theories, but then Blavatsky also said, beyond the hominid thing and the cryptozoology, just this idea that all of them are part of one gene flow, and that there was another one before it, and there's been several before it, and there will be another after it. And the next one coming is gonna come out of probably Baja California. And that was that was her assessment, that somewhere from Latin America to North America. That's good. You can see how California looks like an owl. So that goes with your bohemian thing. That is literally the sh shape of bohemian crow symbol. Yeah, totally. I have t-shirts. <laughs> oh, you did? Sweet. That's awesome.
so basically this existed in 1861 maybe but by 1865 they officially founded it on the lunar standstill that's interesting i was just looking at a bunch of confederate and union uh Civil War gold uh, underground gold mines around this. this right. That's pretty interesting. Captain Marvel is the original name of Shazam. So Shazam is like Solomon, you know, all the seven, whatever. But Shazam, or it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Shazam originally was Captain Marvel, but then DC sued the company that made it. And I can't remember the name of the comic company. And then they took it from them, which is why they now have Shazam. 
but they still don't call him Captain Marvel because then Marvel started in the 60s.
There's a there's a thing on uh, Kingdom of Ev EV uh, like electric vehicle in Oz. There's Mo. There's Ix. There's all this. But the Kingdom of Eve, uh, the king sells his wife and his ten, the queen and his ten uh, kids, uh, and, or, and then he tries to get them back. And he has he sells them to the the rock king Rakwats or whatever. And Sur is Hebrew for rock. And the R Resh is, uh, you know, the wicked person is an equivalent, you know, to the wicked person for the R, for Resh. So in Hebrew, so there's there's a lot of connections on, on all the every single word is a word. It seems like we found a hundred examples of Hebrew wordplay and and numerological.
has silver and a little bit of copper in it. It's the oxidation, oxidation of copper. But you can also, so that's, that's, there's two kinds of green gold. There's electrum, and then there's actual literal green gold, which is just where you get pure gold, but you make the uh, molecules of the gold so small that they're within, I think, 280 nanometer part density, because the size of the molecule is really what the light's refracting off to get you color. So you can make monoatomic gold that's blue or purple or whatever, you know, it just depends on the size of the molecule. And eventually did die pretty horrible. He had like a disease from this. Yeah. I mean, the people that died making the Osmo, they lost a few witches that were flung from the ropes wrong. Also, right, right before we go too deep into the Tin Man, I wanted to say, I remember Denslow, because Denslow was the artist and he died of alcohol poisoning. So when you talk about wet and dry and maybe Baum hated alcohol, you know, who's to say? But his artist, he hated his artist because they stopped working with each other after the stage production. And uh, Denslow went to Bermuda, bought Blucks Island and became, crowned himself king with the royalties he had. So there's a lot, I think we should, you know, just people should know that Denslow is an interesting character. Some people think that this is Atlantis now. You know, that's what new Atlantis is and the idea of building Atlantis. But there is, but Oz talked about Mo. You can say Mo is like, let's go, let's do Tin Man first though. And because Mercury, Mercury is the messenger, but tin was used for the tinfoil hats and it's used as the antenna. There's a lot of things, you know, the, the original helmets of the Prussians were tin. It's like key, key thing. Shot really quickly. So the, the just just to sh oh. I'll go. We'll go right back to it. I just I just wanted to because he mentioned it. Show what he's talking about. This is the curtain too, and it is literally. If you're familiar with this picture. You talk about the Egyptian light bulb thing, but the light bulb, everyone gets this wrong. They, I mean, as far as I, I'm, here's my beef with it. There's two and they're communicating with each other over vast distances is the whole point. And so the Crooks tube, that's one of the thoughts that Crooks had about this idea of communicating with spirits or, you know, eventually with people in the city. They realized you could use this and communicate with each other. And so they were all into telekinetics and te uh, telepathic communication. 
but not just with each other. It wasn't just for television. It was literally to communicate with the veiled other side, something that's on another resonance. But yeah. It blows my mind because so many people, yeah, so many people are always like, you know, technology's evil and et cetera. But, you know, we need to go back to tradition and the way things were in the past. Well, as far as I can tell, most of these guys weren't just in their, their stories, but of people sitting alone doing nothing. But a lot of them have a, a craft, and the craft involves enchanting another stone. So whether you're going to use a circuit board or another piece of silicon glass that you make at home with a vase, I mean, it's fine. Do it how you want. But it, eventually you realize it really is, there's just recurrent paths of using these things to communicate. You know, technology is part of this mystical magic thing. Magic is just trade secrets. TikTok. So I don't know if uh, did we do we didn't do we do TikTok. TikTok is the soldier. He's kind of like the Tin Man. You have to see as the books progress. It goes from being about Dorothy to this boy Gilligan who has to become Ozma, right? So we have this. It becomes about Bound when it's no longer about Blavatsky anymore, and he's becoming Blavatsky in his own way. I. But he ends up finding that Rafat's taken the king of Eve's family, and one of the daughters, Evna, has the factory of Smith and Tinker. And the factory of Smith and Tinker is where TikTok is created. So begins this idea of soldiers that are used for a period of time during the war, they're wound up, and then when the alarm is done and they're done ringing, then the soldiers are wound down and then there's no one to wind them up again. So until she comes around and she winds them up out of wartime, he's, he's off and there's these generational um, recessions and there's these slash and burns that happen where wars are expected. Uh, like clockwork, because you're expecting that this is the time, which is exactly what we witness now, but also what it just happened. Because you look at the wars in 1812, 1840s, 1860s, 1880s, and you know, by the beginning of the 20th century, wars, Americanism is war at that point. You know that we're, these, the rich Americans are going down because of the Monroe documents, and you've got Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and they're like, we need to get out of the Pinkerton train area. wiki and there's the kingbird paradise who has subtle shades of lavender you know and then to wet and rest 
So I mean, Rich Purple though, I don't know what that means, but Middle Pillar, that's definitely what that means. need to write the tree. I was seeing down because it's a tree and it's even birds in the tree. But yeah, I, mean, I think if I really now, I'm curious to re-see the, I don't know who saw the Disney, the most recent one with James Franco. Has anyone seen that one? So, I mean, now I kind of want to see it anyway because the guy, they're the exact kind of band that would do that and do it, do a Dark Side of the Moon album just to really push it out to like, I really hope that David figured this out, puts it out there for people. <laughs> that one's fun. Well, so Franco's one is interesting because it does do the whole illusionist thing. He's like, he obviously is. It's all that that one's centric of him being the wizard, and the wizard himself has all these problems that he is able to prove to do everyone else that they don't need to be themselves. They can just pretend their their avatar, their facade is enough to to use in order to get what they want in in that world. So it's it's interesting because the the difference between his becoming the wise character is also in in that movie the extrapolation of all the other characters. He starts to realize that they're all lying about who they are in that sort of LA way. And it deconstructs them. Yeah, it really. <laughs> but it, I mean, you know, as evil and as sad as in tragic blah, 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 like it is kind of true that this idea for the theosophical society and those who ascribe to those ideas today, what they're trying to say, DuckTales is the ultimate go 
to you on that because it's the it's the thing is in everyone's face. Every I recently heard Zelensky refer to the criminals in the country as Beagle Brothers because that's what people in other countries refer to bad criminals as. That's just a colloquialism. And so you see how many of the comic books have made their way into the pop culture of the international, etc. And they have every step along the way the Donald Duck Disney magic to, to express. There's the Karn, there's the Druids, there's the island. Uh, we recently just saw a new one where, uh, in fact, where is that? Do I have that nearby? Darn it. There's a comic book I just got, which is the DuckTales comic. And it is, he finds an island, it's a star fort that's been completely abandoned uh, and forgotten about. And he turns it into a tax haven and it starts to just completely bankrupt Duckburg. And there's no way, they, they need it back. So they start to have all these sanctions on this little island uh, facade. But there's, there's the letter Z, you know, and everything, like all of these predictive programs that come up and then all of a sudden they become, it's like the Simpsons. Yeah, we gotta remember, yeah, we gotta remember, yeah, we gotta remember. Yeah, so I get, I'd, I'd say real quick, like, I think that I kind of already said that Madame Blavatsky was his inspiration, and he was probably writing about what if Blavatsky was a girl in America, and this young Indiana Jones kind of thing. There's a good episode of young Indiana Jones where he meets Christian Murdy as, like, a nine-year-old, and they play soccer and cricket and baseball. Yeah, it's the best episode. It's, like, episode six. Episode four or six, yeah. It's great. It's, like, the best... It's the, it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate, uh, I think it's the best Young Indian Jones episode. But yeah, yeah, and so part of it is the Theosophical Society, you know, there's an argument about this kid versus this other kid, and the kid doesn't even want to do it, and that's Krishnamurti. But then there's like falsification of paperwork, and some of the people who've been kicked out of the Theosophical Society get funded, and they get their way back in. So you start to see even George Lucas's perspective of, maybe he could be an example of building a new Oz. So the same thing happened with Baum. Baum built this idea of we need to rebuild Tartaria, we need to rebuild Atlantis, we're gonna do this new Atlantis thing. It's, it's, um, you know, these these lands. And then also the idea that they already existed, so they were already, since they exist in the past, and they exist in the future, they exist now, they're just existing now in our mind. So you have to be able to connect with this, you know, the Avalon, mystical druidic Avalon kind of jive. But along the way, because he had to write so many books and he had to deal with so many uh, people pressing him to write. There's more and more political stuff that happens. There's more and more social commentary. There's books on the, the earthquake. You know, there's a kid who ends up in Oz because he can't climb down a ladder. You can only climb up a ladder. He learned in school. So he died in the earthquake in California. Or he didn't die, he ended up in Oz. So all of it starts to turn into this idea of it's on the other side. It's connection with the Tartarus and, you know, death and, you know, the bowing, as you said, but the tree of life on either side, if you will, because you're the hanged man and the fool that's standing on the cliff. And so I think it's pretty obvious that it's about the esophic, uh stuff beyond the political. That's my, and I would say, I would say check out the idea of NY, because you know, we look at IBM, David brought this up, IBM is H-A-L for HAL in, in, a, in 2001 A Space Odyssey, the, the computer is called HAL, which is like the computer IBM. So in Oz, we have this idea of North, you know, New York is NY, and the letters after N and Y are the letters in NY. O and Z. So O Z is just shifted over from NY. So there's a lot of there's a lot of this idea that everything is just something that we could rearrange ourselves to be 
in Oz and be, you know, we could turn this into Oz. And that's kind of that he's manifesting his dream reality and saying, you can create that. But it also the idea that you have to use quantum psychology to, I mean, this is, I think the biggest thing that the movie brought to it and probably was something that, I don't know if Baum even completely grasped, but maybe said, we're all this one person, we're all God, you know, um, whether or not that's true. But this idea that uh, everyone in the story is your dream character, this union archetype. So if you can, can can make all of your characters work out, then you can come to a healthy harmony. And that's a big thing for Oz, is that everyone's crazy, everyone's insane. And in order to figure out what they mean, what, they, what they're trying to do, what they're, make it possible for them to do the thing they're trying to the, the, get the, the correct outcome for the correct intention, for them to learn all that is the major gestalt of Oz. So by doing that, then eventually the ending of Oz is that she brings her whole family back to Oz. They don't end up, you know, successful in Kansas. They end up in Oz and they have the administration of the city and everyone's happy for it because all of these crazy characters are now harmonized in this kingdom, this paradise, this garden that is the, the Oz. Well, I mean, my first thought would be Ambrosia Clinic, man. Because you think about the Ambrosia Clinic is uh, a lab in California's Big Sur Coast where they get blood from younger people and they give the um, better blood to rich people, right? It's like a, it's a chromium, uh, adrenochrome kind of transfer. They're like, whoa, They're like, whoa, whoa it's whoa, three, whoa, three, whoa, it's three, three, But, but, but actually that's more evil because then you're thinking, then you're thinking about ambrosia as the food of the gods, you know, in ancient Athens and Hellenistic idea. So if the gods are drinking blood or something that, you know, also the gods commit the, the gods have the sirens to go through the red lights. So to do things beyond what is acceptable to the normal man is also, that's how they find out what they're doing is the fruit of knowledge or fruit of life or acceptance. Right. I think we made a pretty good connection with Toto and the monolith. I think we did. On a, on a, on a more, on a more nice note, though, you could also say Ambrosia could be light, right? Because it's mana or creative light. And there's, just, there's a, there's all the breatharian things, and that's nice too. I'm just, I always go for the more I'm afraid of Ambrosia Clinic kind of guy.